Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome into the NFL Week 3 Preview and Picks episode. Um, we will go over last week's games and bigger stat lines, then go over some injury news, some contract news, and then talk about the games and spreads for next week's games starting with tonight's Thursday night football between the Giants and 49ers, and then go over last week's best bets before we go over this week's best bets. So, the week two recap, Eagles defeated the Vikings 34-28 on Thursday night football. Kirk Cousins threw for 364 yards and four tutties. Justin Jefferson, 11 receptions, 159 yards. Still has not scored this season, even though he's gone over 150 yards both games. Jordan Addison, though, three receptions for 72 yards and another touchdown, uh, two for two so far in his rookie season. For the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, 193 passing yards, one passing touchdown, one interception, and 35 rushing yards for two rushing scores as well. To me, he looked a little gimpy getting up some of the times. Left knee might be a little funky, but not wishing injury just kind of looks a little weird to me. Out of the backfield, DeAndre Swift had his coming out party for the Eagles, 175 yards and a touchdown, while Devontae Smith had four receptions, 131 yards and a touchdown as well. The Atlanta Falcons defeated the Green Bay Packers 25-24. Jordan Love, only 151 yards passing, three touchdowns. Desmond Ritter for the Falcons, 237 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, 39 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. And Bajan Robinson, 124 rushing yards. One of the three games that I actually watched live last week, uh, Desmond Ritter definitely had more passes that could have been intercepted in this game. And equally, Bijan Robinson had a couple of runs that were just the narrow, grasping for tackling kind of tackles that got him slowed down enough to not score. So Jordan Love looking good, but also not as good as Aaron Rodgers. So... Um, the Packers are probably going to be competitive, but not blow anybody out the rest of the season unless they play the Bears. Uh, the Buffalo Bills defeated the Las Vegas Raiders 38-10. Jimmy G, 185 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. Devontae Adams caught one of those touchdowns for also having while also having six receptions for 84 yards. Josh Allen, 274 yards and three touchdowns. James Cook out of the backfield, 123 yards rushing. Also had four receptions for 36 yards. And Gabe Davis, six receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. The Baltimore Ravens defeated the Cincinnati Bengals 27-24. Joe Burrow re-aggravating his calf strain, throwing for 222 yards and two touchdowns. Also throwing a pick. T. Higgins, eight receptions, 89 yards, two touchdowns. Lamar Jackson on the other side, 231 yards passing for two touchdowns and 54 rushing yards as well. The Seattle Seahawks defeated the Detroit Lions 37-31 in overtime. Jared Goff, 323 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Amon Ross St. Brown, six receptions for 102 yards. And Geno Smith for the Seahawks, 328 yards and two touchdowns. The Tennessee Titans defeated Los Angeles Chargers 27-24 on a Nick Folk walk-off field goal. Justin Herbert, 305 passing yards and two touchdowns. Keenan Allen, eight receptions, 111 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, 246 yards and one touchdown, no interceptions this week after throwing three last week. He also had 12 rushing yards for a rushing score as well. Derrick Henry, 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, that's all I got for that one. 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the Chicago Bears 27-17. Justin Fields, 211 yards passing, one touchdown, two picks, three rushing yards only for him, one rushing score. DJ Moore, six receptions, 104 yards. Other side, Baker Mayfield, 317 yards and a touchdown. Mike Evans, six receptions, 171 yards and a touchdown. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 17-9. Not exactly the scoreline you would have expected there, but Patrick Mahomes, 305 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, 30 rushing yards as well. Travis Kelsey and his return to action, four receptions, 26 yards and a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence, 216 yards passing, no scores, no picks, but Christian Kirk, 11 receptions, 110 yards. The Indianapolis Colts defeated the Houston Texans 31-20 after Anthony Richardson left with a concussion. Before he left, Richardson had 56 passing yards, 35 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Gardner Minshew came in for him in uh, the backup role, 171 yards through the air and a touchdown. Zach Moss out of the backfield, 88 yards and a touchdown. C.J. Stroud, 384 yards and two tutties. Nico Collins, seven receptions, 146 yards and a touchdown. San Francisco 49ers defeated the Los Angeles Rams 30-23. Matt Stafford, 307 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Puka Nakua, 15 receptions, 147 yards. On the other side, we had Brock Purdy, 206 passing yards, five rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. And then Christian McCaffrey, typically lighting up the stat sheet, 116 rushing yards. One rushing touchdown with three receptions for 19 yards. New York Giants defeated the Arizona Cardinals after coming back from being down like two or three scores at one point. Josh Dobbs, the astronaut, 228 passing yards and a touchdown, 41 rushing yards and a rushing score as well. James Conner, 106 yards on the ground and a touchdown. For the Giants, Daniel Jones, 321 yards passing, two touchdowns and a pick, 59 rushing yards and a rushing score as well. Saquon Barkley, 63 yards and a touchdown. On the ground, six receptions, 29 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown as well. Left the game with an ankle injury early. Dallas Cowboys defeated the New York Jets 30-10. Zach Wilson, 170 yards, one touchdown, three picks. He also led the team with 36 rushing yards, which is not a good sign if you're a Jets fan. Garrett Wilson had two receptions for 83 yards and a touchdown, even though one of them was like a 60-yard reception for the touchdown, but we won't mention that part. Dak Prescott, 255 yards, two touchdowns. C.D. Lamb, 11 receptions for 143 yards. One of the other games I watched live was crazy. Uh, the Washington Commanders defeated the Denver Broncos 35-33 after Broncos had a 21-3 lead early and were just carving through the Commanders. Then all of a sudden they just couldn't do it anymore. Not exactly sure what was going on there. Um, Russell Wilson, 308 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. Also led the team with 56 rushing yards, so not sure what more Russ could have done there. Uh, Marvin Mims, two receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Sam Howell, 299 yards, two touchdowns. Brian Robinson on the ground, 87 yards, and two touchdowns as well. Then we had the Miami Dolphins defeat the New England Patriots 24-17 on Sunday Night Football. Mac Jones, 231 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Tua Tagovailoa, uh, 249 yards, one touchdown, one pick as well. Raheem Mostert on the ground, 121 yards and two touchdowns. In part one of the Monday Night Football slate this week, New Orleans Saints defeated the Carolina Panthers 20-17 in the first half of Monday Night Football. Bryce Young, 153 yards and a touchdown, while Derek Carr had 228 yards and a pick. Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Cleveland Browns 26-22. In the 
second half of the Monday Night Football slate as Cleveland lost Nick Chubb for the season. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 235 yards through the air, one touchdown, one pick. Jerome Ford, 106 yards on the ground. Keeney Pickett for the Steelers, 222 yards, one touchdown, one pick. While George Pickens, four receptions, 80, er, 80, 127 yards and a touchdown. But 71 of those yards came on a short slant that went for a score. We'll go to the injury news section now. Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers isn't ruling out a return this season after tearing his Achilles week one, trying a new innovative surgery that placed a brace around his tendon to protect the repair from any minor hiccups along the recovery route. The goal of the surgery is, uh, from the doctor's perspective, to have an athlete back playing in four months' time. Pittsburgh Steelers defensive lineman Cam Hayward had surgery on his injured groin after I recorded last week's episode, and he was announced out for eight weeks, meaning a week 10 or so return is the game plan for Hayward. The Steelers also placed wide receiver Deontay Johnson on IR before Monday Night Football. Uh, Johnson will now miss at least the next well three games now after the Browns game, recovering from his hamstring injury. Ravens wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. left the game against the Bengals early with an ankle injury, but it appears to be a mild low ankle sprain, something that he could play through depending on his pain tolerance. Giants running back Saquon Barkley expected to miss one to two weeks with a more severe low ankle sprain suffered against the Cardinals. Uh, Chargers running back Austin Eckler suggested postgame that he suffered a high ankle sprain, likely will be out at least one to two weeks. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow re-aggravated his calf strain against the Ravens, but with the team starting 0-2 this season, it's unlikely that he's going to sit out or miss any games due to the injury unless it gets more severe. Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson likely out for this week's matchup, having suffered a concussion against the Texans. The problem for Richardson is that being a physical running quarterback, he has a higher risk of re-injury when he returns. Lions running back David Montgomery had what appeared live to be a knee injury, but the comments post-game from himself and head coach Dan Campbell suggest that he had a thigh bruise or contusion, with Montgomery himself saying he's likely out a couple weeks. Then we had Browns running back Nick Chubb. He's out for the season after suffering a gruesome injury on Monday Night Football against the Steelers. The Browns have announced that Jerome Ford is running back one for the team now, but the Browns have also brought in Kareem Hunt now as a backup on a one-year contract, reuniting with the team after failing to find a new home in free agency. News came out Wednesday that Nick Chubb may actually need two surgeries to fully repair his knee, so all of the best for him. Hopefully that goes better than planned because that was definitely not a good look. Contract and trade news now. Kansas City and defensive lineman Chris Jones agreed to a new contract to bring their best defensive player back on an improved deal for the remainder of the season after missing training camp in week one due to holding out. The Chiefs also restructured the contract of quarterback Patrick Mahomes to pay him $210.6 million over the next four seasons, the most money over a four-year span, which is 52.65 a year. Uh, Cincinnati and wide receiver T. Higgins couldn't come to an agreement on a contract extension before the start of the season. Analysts now think it's more likely that Higgins is going to hit free agency rather than stick with the team since the Bengals would need to shed a lot of salary to keep Higgins on board. Most suggest they would just trade Tyler Boyd, another wide receiver, but not sure that would be enough. Rams running back Cam Akers was held out of last game against the 49ers at coach's discretion, and the rumor is that he's on the trade block following the game. Spoiler alert, he ended up getting traded. Uh, but remember, the same thing happened the last season, which was super weird, and when the trade deadline came and went without Akers moving on, he returned later in the season and put on some great performances. Um, in response to the rumors on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, 
Hager said, I'm just as confused as everybody else, but I'm blessed, though. Um, like I said, he was traded eventually, which was last night. The Vikings acquired running back Cam Akers from the Rams in a swap of late-round picks as well. The Dallas Cowboys also released running back uh, Ronald Jones after he was given a two-game suspension for PED violation. And now I'm going to hop, skip, and jump through the games and spreads for this week um, just to speed this up because it's already been 12 minutes and all I've done is tell you news from last week. Um, cut that back for next episode. New York Giants at San Francisco 49ers tonight on Thursday Night Football. 10-point favorites are the 49ers at home. Over-under set 44.5 points. Saquon Barkley being out. Don't like the look for the Giants. Indianapolis Colts at Baltimore Ravens. 8-point favorites are the Ravens at home. 44.5 points again here is the total. Uh, the Ravens uh, playing a Anthony Richardson-less Colts team. Gardner Minshew didn't look terrible in replacement, but wouldn't count on him for anything crazy. Tennessee Titans at Cleveland Browns, three-point favorites again at home. The Browns, 39.5 is the total. Tennessee Titans like to kick field goals to cover the spread, though, so watch that one. Denver Broncos at Miami Dolphins, six-and-a-half-point favorites are the Dolphins, over-under set at 48 points. Heat and humidity probably going to slow Denver down as much as the altitude does for other teams going to Denver. Uh, New England Patriots, two-and-a-half-point favorites at the New York Jets. Over-under set at 37 total points. Don't even see him scoring that many points, but I don't see the Patriots losing this one, especially now that Aaron Rodgers is out and Zach Wilson doesn't know how to play quarterback. Buffalo Bills, six-and-a-half-point favorites at the Washington Commanders. Over-under set at 44-and-a-half total points. The Commanders, probably the biggest surprise team, still 2-0 and in the NFL. Uh, and the Bills trying to make up for lost ground, losing to the Jets week one, now one and one after two weeks. The Atlanta Falcons at the Detroit Lions. Three-point favorites are the Detroit Lions over-under set at 46 total points. This is one of those games I could see being high scoring if the Falcons get their run game going and the Lions also get their pass game going, but also could be a defensive battle where they don't score at all. It's going to be somewhere in the middle. New, oh my gosh, New Orleans Saints at Green Bay Packers. The Packers are two-point favorites at home, over-under set at 43 total points. Packers definitely deserved favorites in this one. Point total is probably about where I would place it as well. That's probably going to be a low-scoring war in that one. But uh, Then we have the Houston Texans at Jacksonville Jaguars. Nine-and-a-half-point favorites are the Jaguars at home, over-under set at 44 total points. CJ Stroud looked better last week, but Houston does not have a fully complete team. I could see them maybe keeping it within the number, but not winning this game outright. Los Angeles Chargers at Minnesota Vikings is a pick'em. Over/under set at 54 total points. This is going to be a high-scoring, like just like the points total and spread says it's going to be. But who knows who's going to make the bigger plays? Justin Herbert is like on a five, four or five-game losing streak, even though he's thrown for like 1,500 yards in those games. Absolutely ridiculous stats. Carolina Panthers at Seattle Seahawks. Five and a half point favorites are the Seahawks. Over-under set at 42 total points. Seahawks looked good against the Lions. Panthers haven't really looked good at all this season. Dallas Cowboys, 12 point favorites at the Arizona Cardinals. Over-under set at 43 and a half total points. The Cardinals have actually been fighting uh, in their games, which is shocking for a team that looked like they were just out and out tanking this season. Uh, so maybe 12 might be too many points to lay there, especially when they're at home. Uh, Chicago Bears at Kansas City Chiefs, 12.5 point favorites, over-under set at 47.5 total points. Uh, Bears look like probably the worst team in the NFL that's actually trying to be good. Chiefs just look good. Expect them to carve up the Bears' defense. 
Pittsburgh Steelers at Las Vegas Raiders. Two and a half point favorites are the Vegas Raiders. It's on Sunday Night Football. The over-under is set at 43 total points. I don't know why the Steelers are underdogs in this game because the Raiders haven't done anything to surprise me, make me think that they're better. Uh, Eagles, five-point favorites at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. The first half of the slate, 46 total points here. Eagles, much better team on paper, but Bucks have been quietly surprising at 2-0 as well. Los Angeles Rams at Cincinnati Bengals. Two and a half point favorites are the Bengals. This is the other half of Monday Night Football. The Rams have looked surprisingly good and the Bengals surprisingly bad so far this season. Uh, last week's best bets went one and four. The win was the Dolphins minus three. Losses were Bengals Ravens under 46 total points. Uh, Commanders Broncos under 39. Brown Steelers under 39. And Lions minus five against the Seahawks. This week's best bets at 5-5, five and five, now exactly a 500 record. Titans plus 3 on Bet Rivers at the Browns. Mike Vrabel has shown us he will kick a field goal to save the number already this season, and I think that the Browns won't be outscoring anybody by a ridiculous amount this season. Patriots minus 2.5 on FanDuel at the Jets. The Jets without Aaron Rodgers aren't going to accomplish anything this season, even if you think the Patriots are garbage. Still going to be good enough with a Belichick scheme to beat the Jets. Seahawks minus 5.5 at Bet Rivers. Against the Panthers, the Panthers just don't look good this season, and as long as the Seahawks play a normal game without anything crazy, this is going to get covered. Steelers plus 2.5 on BetMGM at the Raiders. I just think the Steelers are a much better team, and the Raiders really only have Devontae Adams. That scares me, to be honest with you. Uh, Rams at Bengals, over 43.5 total points. That's on FanDuel. That just seems like a game that's destined for a high volume of scoring. That's all I've got for the week three preview and picks episode. Sorry, I kind of skipped through the end, but I took so long at the beginning that I just wanted to make sure I shortened it at the end to still make this, you know, the 20 minutes or less kind of episodes I usually put out. So hopefully you enjoyed, and I'll talk to you after this week's games are done. And that's it. Bye-bye.